When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of If I'm Honest with Julia Landauer. How was everyone's weekend? Mine was kind of dense. Ben and I have been putting in active effort to try to be more social, try to get out and do more things. We have the incredible ability to be massive homebodies. So we've been trying to counter that. And so on Friday, we tried a new restaurant called Menya, which is a ramen place in the Elizabeth neighborhood of Charlotte. Really liked it. I liked the vibe. It was a lot of bar seating and then one row of tables and just felt really cool. You get to see them prepare everything. I thought the gyoza were some of the best in my life. I love the edamame and the ramen was really good. So I recommend Menya in Charlotte. And then we actually came home and completely rearranged our living room entryway and little foyer between our kitchen and our staircase. And that was to facilitate bringing in all of the herbs that Ben has been growing outside so that we can keep them inside now that it's getting colder. And it's a little bit of a work in progress. The living room's not quite there, but it is fun to have a little change. And then on Saturday, we had a cooking day with a few friends and their little babies, and Ben made some fresh pasta, which was really delightful. We're watching Breaking Bad, so we definitely put in a few episodes worth this weekend. And then on Sunday, we helped our friends move, which was a full day endeavor, and it was fine. There were a lot of us that came together, which was helpful. And we had some fun pizza with something called Benny's Pizza in Charlotte, which I had never heard of. I think it's Benny's. And... They were the biggest boxes of pizza, the biggest pizzas I've ever seen, so much so that these friends moved into an older house and the boxes did not fit through one of the doorways. So we had to leave them in a, in a room, you know, earlier in the house. So anyway, that was a lot of fun. And then the start of the week was good. I have finalized something new I'm working on, which I will share at a later date. And yeah, I'm really excited. And I'm really looking forward to jumping into today's episode because it's all about cooking. So for those of you who have been following me on Instagram for a while, you'll know that Ben's cooking, both the process and the final dishes, is a big part of my Instagram story presence. Ben is a great cook. I'll get into this a little bit more later. But you may have noticed over the past few months that he has not been featured as prominently on my stories. Don't worry, nothing has happened with us. We are very good, but we've been traveling more. He's been gone a lot more than he was over the last few years. And even when he is home, he's also been really busy at work. So he's had later nights. So it's only fair for me to take on more of the cooking. In this process, you know, I... I feel a decent amount of pressure when I need to cook for Ben. And again, if you haven't seen his cooking, go to my Instagram, look at my food highlight. Majority of the cooking is him and majority of the food featured there is his cooking. So anyway, I feel pressure. I'll get into this more later too. But a little while ago, both of us got a promotion for HelloFresh. And since I'm having to cook more than I would typically care to, we decided to try it. And I think a little to both of our surprises, we've actually really enjoyed it. And it's for a number of reasons. One, in terms of how much we spend on groceries, it's kind of comparable to what we spend on groceries if we were to get all of our groceries at the store. 
They give you all the ingredients. They're pre-measured. You get to choose from flavors and dishes that I wouldn't normally think to cook. And also, by the way, this is not sponsored by HelloFresh. I wish it was. HelloFresh, if you would like to sponsor, please, you know, reach out, slide into my DMs. Love to work with you. But anyway, just this meal prep service in general, it's easier. And I feel like the recipes are fairly straightforward. And I feel a lot more confident cooking meals for Ben, this great, you know, amateur chef with this service as a guide. And this whole experience and me recognizing a very big difference in how I'm approaching meals and cooking with some help versus if I'm doing it by myself, got me thinking about cooking. It got me thinking about creativity. It got me thinking about the pressure that I feel. And so I wanted to discuss it with you because I feel like this might be relevant. So again, for some quick background context beyond what I've already talked about, Ben is an amazing amateur chef. He got into cooking really during the pandemic when I was living in Europe for three months without him. And so he had time and he could experiment. And he has historically been cooking most nights and I sous chef and I wash the dishes. It's a very rigorous and involved task, but one of us has to do it. I think it's really incredible the the technique that he's developed and the flavor profile that he's developed. And again, go check out my Instagram because they're beautiful dishes. He made a deconstructed French onion soup and took the flavor elements and kind of redid them in different ways, which was so cool. He made a really incredible egg yolk ravioli with seared scallops and pan fried mushrooms. That was one dish. He rocks a duck breast. He rocks making his own pizza dough and pizza. He's made sushi. I mean, he's just, it is so cool. I'm very lucky. I'm really grateful. I'm a little sad that he's not cooking as much right now. But anyway, everything is so delicious. I'm spoiled. And I've also realized that I've built up a bit of an inferiority complex. And I realized that I am kind of having and creating these power dynamics in the kitchen in my own head. Whether or not it's sane or not, it is there. It is what I am doing. I am self-sabotaging that way. And if I'm honest, every time he would ask me to cook dinner, historically, I'd feel a little bit of dread. On the one hand, he has become such a good cook, and I just know what I cook is not going to be as exciting or as well-cooked as his is. Um, so that's one thing. And I'm, I'm a competitive person. I want to be really good at what I do. I want to master what I do. And I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I want to impress him and I want to make sure that he likes what I'm cooking. So anyway, that's all at play as well. Another part is that I don't get as much joy out of cooking as I think he does. And I can find it to be quite overwhelming, especially when there's a lot of pans and pots involved, or if the timing is getting a little off, or if something's not going the way it should, I just I get overwhelmed with that kind of quickly. I'm also aware that I have some slight more compulsions about making sure foods cooked fully, especially meats. And so I will tend to err on the side of overcooking instead of undercooking where I know that there's a happy medium. I'm just a little nervous about making sure I don't underdo it. And so yeah, and I want to make him proud and all, all this stuff. So I recognize that I'm putting a lot of these pressures on myself, and I know that he appreciates when I cook. I know that I actually cook pretty well. He has not had anything that he really doesn't like that I cook. Like, I know he will eat what I put in front of him, but I put these pressures on myself, and so it just makes the whole experience a little more stressful than it probably has to be. In an effort to take some of this pressure off of myself and try to have some more enjoyment with cooking because 
we will be cooking for each other for the rest of our lives. I wanted to analyze how he approaches cooking and how I approach cooking, especially in the context of knowing each other's personalities and how we do things. And he, I think, comes up with flavor combinations and is able to conceptualize in his brain these flavor combinations and spices and techniques and things to try in a way that is more freeform and creative. And they're ideas that I don't feel like I come up with. And I see this in other areas of our life as well. Like he's the idea guy. And so that's, that's one thing. I know that I'm actually quite good at following a recipe and I'm good at having the instructions and being able to do all the mise en place and preparation and my technique is getting better, but I need that direction. I need the instruction and guidance in how to get to where I'm going. And another thing just preference wise is like, I'm fine with a whole smorgasbord of flavors and textures and like a grain bowl with meat and vegetable and dairy and dressing and crunch and softness, like all that is really cool and good to me. And he definitely doesn't like all those texture combinations. Although he did (laughs) clarify for me that if it's done really well, if the textures are really complementary in like a really synergistic way he doesn't mind but when I cook for him specifically he has found that maybe I don't have that that touch to make all the textures come together in a way that is pleasing to him that's when he doesn't like it so much um he said that when when it's like a piece of crunchy vegetable and some rice and some protein and there's not that cohesive nature to the texture he said quote It's weird in my mouth, quote. So that's that. Typically, I've found that I don't need a dish to have a cohesive flavor profile throughout, Um, although now I am recognizing that some things just really don't go together very well. Like, I love a soy garlic green bean situation, and I could eat it all day. I could eat it warm. I could eat it cold. But I made it with a tomato-based pasta dish, And gotta be honest, if I'm honest, as it were, it really was not fantastic. Didn't complement each other as well as I had thought it might. But he really likes a more complimentary flavor dish. And all of this is to say that we have different styles, we have different strengths and ways that our brain works. And I felt like I needed to identify that for myself and outline that for myself to be more comfortable that even though he is so good at cooking, I can also carry my own and it'll be okay. So anyway, back to HelloFresh and, and what I like about it. And I'm sure this is for any, any meal prep service that allows you to cook it yourself. I really like the ease and the diversity of flavors. I love that everything's pre-measured. I like that I don't need to do as much cleanup. A lot of them are really compact dishes and only require a few pots and pans. I also like that I am a good enough cook that I can apply my own knowledge to the recipe to enhance it. And this is something where I've worked with Ben on this for a little while and I've watched him cook for a while. But like some examples are if we're making a sauce, whether it's a cream sauce or something else, tomato paste is actually a really good addition because it can help thicken the sauce. It adds a sweet depth of flavor. So that's a really cool thing that now pretty much in all sauces that I try to make on my own, I will add some tomato paste. Another fun trick that I learned was that adding Parmesan to breadcrumbs, if you're doing a breadcrumb meat or whatever it might be, 
it adds also that depth of flavor and, and putting dried things in the breadcrumb mix, whether that's cheese or salt and pepper or other spices, mm, it really adds a, a depth that makes it so much more delicious. And something that I cannot emphasize enough, and I forgot to do this the other night, is to always salt your meat before cooking it. And that allows the meat itself to carry its own flavor. So you do this with chicken, with beef. My example is that I had gotten ground beef in one of these pre-sorted meals, and I forgot to salt it. Now, I forgot to say before that salting meat also helps tenderize the meat. So it's a consistency and a texture that's a little more enjoyable and easy to chew. But anyway, so I forgot to salt the meat. I put it in the pan. It's in, you know, there's some salt once it gets into the pan and I have the oil and, you know, the other flavors. And I made the sauce and the sauce was pretty decent. But when I, when I bit the meat... Oh my gosh, that sounds really weird. But anyway, when I when I bit the meat, it clearly did not carry its own flavor. So I had the sauce around it and the flavor for that, and then it just kind of tasted like boring cooked beef. So anyway, always, always salt your meat. It goes a long way for the dish. So I'm excited to continue to enhance these dishes and then also be able to take the confidence that I have built over the last few weeks of using this back to more unstructured cooking. And that's been an interesting positive for this is in addition to the meals being easier to cook and having, you know, decent tasting food to to have at night, I do feel a bunch more confident. I feel a little more control. My cooking doesn't have to be super elaborate, but I'm getting enough ideas of different things to cook and I'm I'm able to already enhance them with my technique. So I'm looking forward to it. I wanted to now take a few moments to talk about the cookbooks and the chefs and the inspiration that I use for my own cooking. And again, I'm someone who likes an easier to prepare meal. I don't need a lot of steps. I prefer to not have a ton of ingredients. I think that makes for just a smoother process for me and and what I want to do. And so some cookbooks that I really like are first and foremost, my favorite is any of the Molly Baz cookbooks. So she had her first book called Cook This Book. And that was really cool because it's very educational. I got to learn some basic tips from it. And I just love every recipe that I have tried. And Ben really likes those recipes too. They are very punchy with flavor, really not that complex. They don't have a ton of ingredients, but she's just so clear in helping you cook it really well to enhance the flavor that you are using. And I had pre-ordered her second cookbook, More is More, and I've looked through it. It's so fantastic. I'm really excited. This week, I'm going to try making her dilly beans and burrata with frizzled shallots. And then over the weekend, I'm going to make the crispy salmon with coconut rice and crackled sauce. So 1010 recommend Molly Baz and her cookbooks. The other cookbook that I refer to a lot is Alison Roman's Dining In, and I do that primarily at this point for inspiration for ingredients to use and to combine, but she's also really good for technique. And then I have a few Instagram accounts that I draw a lot of inspiration from, and the first is Wishbone Kitchen, and I need to subscribe to her newsletter actually now that I mention it, um, but I see a lot of her dishes and use that as inspiration. I also like Icho Food for Chinese recipes and Chinese food recipes. And the last one that I have saved a lot of recipes from is Omnivore's Cookbook. So those are some of the Instagram accounts that 
I really enjoy following. Some have more explicit recipes. Others have just inspiration that I try to replicate through other random online recipes, and they are quite good. So to wrap up this episode, I wanted to treat everyone, myself included, and bring Ben on and ask him what his three key cooking tips are, because we know that he's a fantastic chef and the star of my Instagram account. So I think it was important to ask him for his advice. So with that, Ben, welcome to If I'm Honest for the first time. Thank you. Are you so excited to be here? So excited. Excellent. So the listeners are dying to know three tips that you may have for them on their cooking journey as they're, whether they're newer chefs, more seasoned amateur chefs, what, what have you learned along the way that has been particularly helpful? Well, I would say through the struggle, really, um, one of the big main steps is to understand how to make your mise en place properly. And when you know how to make your mise en place properly, well, then you can go into the cooking. So mise en place is all your preparation, making sure your veggies are cut, making sure your meat is seasoned, making sure that everything is ready on the table. Even the spoon that you're going to need later on to baste or you're going to need to stir your pasta, whatever. Um, everything is ready, everything has kind of an order, because at the time you're going to start cooking, um, you know, whether you put your pasta in the water, whether you put your meat in the pan, it's go time, and there is no turning back. And also the idea is that when everything is done, well, you want to eat while it's warm. And, you know, at the beginning, just so many times I've just eaten cold or just barely warm. And so having a proper mise en place kind of allows you to tackle three pots, one oven, something else around um and and then you're just good to go and eat warm and and do more thing at once amazing mise en place so important and that's that's also i think for me because i can find cooking overwhelming sometimes i talk about it earlier in this episode that having the mise en place really helps compartmentalize so very cool mise en place first Mm -hmm. tip second tip second tip is a little linked to the mise en place but it's just to see everything as micro steps so you know people can do that at work as well you know a lot of people they look at their day and and they kind of break it down into multiple half hour of of tasks well it's kind of the same here and that's what the mise en place is going to help you to achieve is that you just prepare everything and you look at everything as a step when you're gonna put your meat in there that that that's a step you know cooking your meat the pasta a step all the other things around which is you know making your sauce preparing side dish that goes around if you see everything as a step then you can actually go around and and kind of train just this one get better at this one you can Mm. have one dish that you can kind of mess up because there's one thing where you're not good whether it's uh your searing you're not good at your searing technique for your steak and then you have a steak that's not properly seared okay well then you can try to 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 concentrate on that or whether it's uh, all the seasoning for your vegetables, you, you don't like it, you, you don't, you're not happy with it. Well, again, now you try to understand how you can get better at this. And if you see everything as a, as a micro task, you can train just that micro task and then you can just kind of improve the whole dish at the end. Yeah, which then also goes back to that feeling, or at least I'm relating it to myself, of feeling overwhelmed where mm-hmm. it's like, if, you, if a dish did not turn out well, yeah, if you can pinpoint that one area that can be trained, you can isolate it. And then you can go deep down into like 
real techniques. You know, you go on apps that are called Granda, where it's actually Michelin star chef that that shows you, they show you how they make their dishes. And we're talking, you know, sometime like many, many, many hours with even some part of the dish that you can start two or three days prior, whether it's a pickling, whether whether it's dough, whether it's many other things. And, and so you can just, you know, move to then, you know, like, I would say some harder technique and just start to learn them and, and, and improve them. But at the end of the day, if you take everything in micro steps, you just realize that, that cooking is a succession of simple-ish tasks. And obviously it's not everything easy, but if you break it down into small part, cooking is not that hard. It's just the organization and the management of your time all together that kind of make it hard because you feel overwhelmed. You just feel there's too much going on and then it's like cooking is difficult. No, it, it's organizing your time that everything goes smooth together. That's actually very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I'll link that app in the description mm-hmm. so that if people want to check out the Michelin star chefs. Amazing. So we have mise en place as the first tip. The second tip is to see each step as an isolated step that you can then go back and perfect. What is your third and final cooking tip for our listeners? Oh, there's one thing that's important in those two first part is that kind of taste everything at every step because you 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 can also pinpoint where you lack and also pinpoint where you need to tweak sometime a recipe that you're reading or someone you know sometimes you just think about a recipe and you go for it um and and you know by adding salt by adding pepper or just like oh i'm gonna need to add a little more uh, balsamic vinegar to that oh i'm gonna add a little more oil into that and and if you don't taste it in in pretty much every step of the process you know obviously make sure that it's safe to it you know don't taste it when it's chicken that's not cooked but <laughs> at every part of the step when you can taste it just taste it so first of all you can change the flavor profile and kind of change direction into that and you can just go somewhere else if you think that it's not going the way you want and that just allows you to not be at the end of the dish and actually kind of not liking it it happened to me just like at the the end it's like oh well that's not what i thought it was but at the end of the day i didn't test all the way so i could have corrected it in the middle if i if i had tested it well, I feel like when we cook, there are, there are plenty of times where halfway through making a sauce for something, we'll both say, mm, it is a little on the salty side. So then add in cream or butter or unsalted butter, but yeah. Butter, yeah. Well, I'm French, so obviously. We support the butter, but maybe it's oil, like whatever it might be, something. You can also just easily look up things that counter certain flavors or yeah. types of Absolutely. Um, tastes. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you know, even you know, Julia very often she is kind of my uh, official tester. I I get a little spoon and I run around the house wherever she is. And I'm like, what do you think? Like, ah, oh, more salt, less salt. And she also have a very good uh, flavor uh, um, analyzer. I mean, you 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 taste very well. Things. I have a pretty strong sense of smell also, yes. which I think helps with the flavor testing as we talk about like i find plain pasta can be so incredible and rich and flavorful but when it comes to your flavor testing um yeah i i do that and i like to call myself the quality control person (laughs) yes she does so ben thank you so much 
to recap, our three tips are to always prepare your mise en place, make sure that's all ready to go so you're not scrambling in the kitchen, and then to look at every step as an isolated process that you can then go back and perfect, and then to taste at every step of the cooking process to make sure that you're happy with it. And have fun. And if you don't have fun, uh, find someone else to cook for you. (laughs) Go find that. Put that as the priority on your dating profile. Absolutely. Well, Ben, thank you so much. I hope this was helpful in terms of normalizing anxiety around cooking, in terms of giving some tips for how you might be able to improve your own cooking. I know that these guidelines and Ben's guidance has really helped me. And that is our show. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and rate the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have friends who are on cooking journeys who might enjoy hearing some of this, I hope that you'll send the episode to them. I'd also love to hear who some of your cooking inspiration people are, whether it's people, Instagram accounts, cookbooks, chefs, whatever it is. If you could drop a comment, I'd love to expand my cooking inspiration list. And thank you again for letting me be honest with you. And I look forward to seeing you next week. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.